The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guests, and callers. And now, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on Voice America, America's Voice. And we have two great interviews for you today. And in our first half hour, I'm interviewing Cliff Osbaugh. And Cliff is an award-winning writer of short stories. He's currently putting the final touches on his second novel about an attempted murder on a high seas. And you can usually find him hanging around the St. Pedro Harbor on the deck of a 32-foot sailing cruiser that he calls home. Welcome, Cliff. Thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, it must be uh, fun to live on a cruiser. <laughs> oh, yes, I love it. Yeah, it's uh, become a part of me. Well, one of the reasons that I wanted to really do this interview is although it's a novel, it's set in the 60s of the San Gabriel Value, it's a coming-of-age story about a boy who wakes up in a world of bullies, liars, and strangers, including himself. And we've had such an issue with bullying in the last, oh, I don't know, three to five years, but most recently quite a bit, that I really wanted to talk about the whole theme of this book. It's kind of a story within a story that really looks at consciousness raising for this 11-year-old boy. So let's talk about why you picked this theme in terms of writing your novel. Well, for a good part, a lot of it is autobiographical. I um, uh, suffered a bad reaction to penicillin when I was six years old, uh, and I went into a coma. I didn't lose my memories like Josh did. Well, well I don't know. Maybe I did lost some. How do you know? <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, it takes place back in the 60s in the same area where I grew up. And I had bully issues, bully problems, uh, and that was the basis of the premise when I started this book. Mm-hmm. The, uh, I, I learned karate, I learned to defend myself, but it actually created more problems than it cured. And I got into problems, trouble with school, and got the... Uh, thought of as being a bully myself, actually, even though I, I only fought in self-defense when needed. But uh, it, it affected my academic studies, you know, always thinking about the next fight or who's, who's out there waiting for you now and that sort of uh, behavior. Hmm. 
So after writing this book, which really explores the subject, what do you think about bullying? What, what, how do you think bullies can be confronted or stopped? Well, I, I hate bullies. Um, I kind of brought the story into the contemporary uh, format by Josh breaking the bully's nose. And so they treated, they basically treated Josh the way someone who defends himself against bullies nowadays would be treated. Uh, I've spoke with quite a few uh, directors and superintendents of schools and principals. And nowadays, if you fight back, uh, especially if you're punched, you're going to be... treated the same exact way as the bully, and that's the way Josh was treated back back in the 60s. The story takes place between the assassinations of Kennedy and King, which I put it in that timeline, because if you think about it, assassination could very well be the ultimate form of bullying. Mm -hmm. Uh, Children nowadays, which brought the uh, highlight the, what's brought the spotlight on bullying is the number of children who have created, who have uh, committed suicide because of bullying behavior, and other children who have become aggressive uh, and have actually committed murder because of the way they've been treated. Mm. And it's, it's so, become a big so issue in society. Many times, parents just aren't aware of that their children are boys. What should parents, or what are the signs that they should look for? Um, some parents actually could very well be part of the cause of the bullying, so they're not likely to see the behavior. But if you're not uh, anyone in a position of authority uh, who... who uh, takes and abuses that authority can be a model for a bully. What you kind of want to look out for is intolerance in your children. Uh, Are they cruel to animals or intolerant of others, extremely aggressive in games or hurt animals? Uh, You could very well have a bully on your hands. The, The answer to that is to talk to your children. Uh, it's kind of hard to do nowadays. We, most parents, mothers and fathers work. They're busy trying to pay the bills, keep the roof over the head, feed the children, and trying to find time, actually quality time to spend with the children has become coming harder and harder. But the trick is to talk to your children. Uh, try, try and, rather than talking at them, uh, try to become a part in their lives. Find out what's going on. Be concerned. Also, be a good role model for your children. Uh, prejudicism is a good, uh, a, um, something that causes bullying, uh, intolerance, all that sort of things. If, if you behave that way, your children are going to pick it up from you. Try and be a good role model. You know, central to your book is the father-son relationship and how fathers raise their sons to be men. Do fathers perpetuate a culture of violence 
by encouraging and teaching their kids to fight and not to be crybabies? Oh, yeah, I... uh I love him dearly, but I modeled Josh's father after my own. When I started having bullying problems in school, this is back in the 60s, 63, 64, um, I went to my father, and his answer was just take me to learn karate. Uh, you got to learn to defend yourself, to, to take care of yourself in this life if you're a man. And All right, well, day two, you're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio, because shift happens. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Well, hello everyone, and we are back. We are back with my author guest, Cliff Osbaugh, and he's the author of Josh's Wall. And it's a very interesting story, and it really does involve the whole concept of bullying. And it is a, it's got um, a lot of intrigue in it, and it's set in the world of San Gabriel Valley. It's a coming-of-age story about a boy who wakes up in a world of bullies, liars, and strangers, including himself. Cliff Osbaugh is an award-winning writer of short stories, and uh, this, has, this has a lot of richness to it. Welcome back, Cliff. Thank you. <laughs> Good to be back. Right. So here was my question um, before we went to break, and that was, you know, you yourself had karate as a boy, and that was for self-defense, so that you would be able to handle bullies, but then you said in the interview that you became a bully. So my question is, 
do you think parents should encourage their kids to take martial arts? Well, it's, uh, I'd say no. Bullies have no business being bullies. I, I didn't mean that I actually became a bully. I just kind of hated bullies and became a bully of bullies. Uh, yeah. If I saw someone picking on someone that was smaller or, or uh, just, any circumstance like that, I couldn't help but intervene. And I got a bad reputation in school because of it. They, they considered me a brawler, always fighting. And my academic, you know, grades suffered because of it. But as far as picking on kids, I, I never did that. So uh, what was that question again? I might have got off track a bit. Yeah, so that was you getting off track, but that doesn't mean yeah. saying, but martial arts could be a good thing for kids to learn self-defense. Well, it can be a good thing, but just because you learn it doesn't mean you have to use it. Uh, there's aggressive martial arts. Someone takes a punch. You step into them, counter punch. That is looked down on nowadays. Uh, there's passive martial arts. Uh, rather than stepping in and countering, you can step back and just block. Uh, but some principals could consider that as being aggressive as well, even though you're just trying to stop from getting hurt. And blocks can hurt someone's arm uh, or leg very well. Uh, might cause them to think twice before taking another punch or kick. But then it's it's... If you fight back at all nowadays, you're going to be punished the same as a bully pretty much in this society. They, they've got a no-tolerance policy for fighting whatsoever. So I'd say no, karate can't really help you, but it's good exercise. Okay. Now, your book is about the revelation that children experience when they learn that adults don't always tell the truth. Should adults be more truthful to kids, you know, about darker aspects of history, particularly in the classroom? Oh, absolutely, in the classroom. It's, uh, you know, our society, our country, they want to teach the children young that uh, the greatness of our country. The problem with that is, is that every country on earth wants to do that. And they kind of program their children and think their countries are the greatest in the country. And that's, that's what causes a lot of aggression between countries. It's, it's, uh, the, our, our country is not as spotless as they would teach, have you believe when they teach you in school, but you're young and you're programmed, uh, with that. So you grow up believing it, but that's, that's, like I said, every country on earth does it. So I don't know what you're going to do to combat that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Let's talk a little bit about your training and background in the military. You were formerly in the Air Force where you worked on nuclear Minutemen missile silos. So how does that tie into all of this in terms of writing and writing about this subject? (laughs) uh, A lot of people say, how could you uh, be in the military and then write a book like this? It's on uh, the hangar that we dispatched going out to work on the missile silos, there was a plaque, and it said, Peace is our profession. I uh, 
never believed those missiles would ever be used. They they operate on the philosophy of mad, mutually acquired destruction. You, you'd be nuts to ever use them, so I never believed they would be used. And when I got out of the service, I had my GI Bill, and that's what I went to school, back to school with. And just so happens, I flunked my first attempt at freshman composition. The professor, I found the assignments rather boring, so I got a little creative. And the professor I had didn't, didn't like that at all. And he started giving me apps, and I took some of my work to another professor who said, hey, it was it was good work. So it was too late to drop out of the class. I took my F, and I took the class over with another professor who passed me with a B, and he suggested I take creative writing. Uh, so I took him on, up on it. I took a creative writing course. Some of the stories I wrote during the class I turned into the college contest, writing contest, short story contest, and actually won a first place award. And I just felt that was kind of my uh, up yours to the professor who flunked me and been stuck on writing ever since. Mm. What do you love about writing? Oh, it's feedback is probably what I love most about it. You get lost in your stories. Uh, Josh's Wall, I probably have read it 50 to 60 times. You become kind of inured with the story. You don't really know yourself if it's good or not. But once it gets out there, I've gotten some amazing feedback from uh, reviewers that weren't solicited, that, like Diane Donovan from Midwest Book Reviews. She, she said, if you want passion, it's here. It's a dual journey of nation and individual. And Michelle Schindler from Forward Reviews, uh, she compared Josh to Ender Wiggins in Ender's Game, and she compared my writing to Orson Scott Card. My God, I couldn't think of anyone I'd rather be compared to. And kind of funny because I didn't read Ender's Game till after I had written Josh's Wall. So that 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 was kind of exciting. But that that's that's what kind of really gets your blood boiling. Going, get you excited when when people who don't know you write stuff like that about what you've done. Yeah, Cliff, what would you like your listeners to get from the book? I mean, what what would you like the takeaway to be? Well, it's uh, I'd say what Josh learns is that sometimes our choices make us. And sometimes they break us. And in Josh's case, uh, they do both. It's all a matter of choice, uh, what we choose going through life and how it affects us down the road sometimes where we have no control over it. Now, here's an interesting question for you, Cliff. How has kind of living on your boat and living on the water changed your perspective? Because it's a different perspective. Oh, I feel like I'm separated from the rat race for the most part. It's pretty laid back. Um, just enjoyable watching the scenery, watching. You know, I, I woke up this morning, there was a fish that was jumping out of the water and frittering across the bay. And just, it's, it's a totally different uh, aspect of life. 
I also get like getting out and mingling with people, and I have a girlfriend in Diamond Bar. I spend a lot of time with her. My my boat seems to be becoming more of a man cave now than than an actual place where I spend most of my time. But but uh, it's it's just a breakaway, a way of uh, allowing yourself to to do your thinking and writing and, and uh, be separate. All you need right. kind of alone time. You need your own time occasionally, and that's what it is for me. All right. So, again, the, your message for our listeners before we go is, if they get one thing out of the book and out of the interview, what is it you want them to get? Oh, hey, it's all a matter of choice. Bullies don't have any right to be bullying you there's there's hotlines out you can call you can google the bully hotline or the suicide hotline if it gets that bad and there's a lot of help out there uh and schools are all virtually schools across the country are all uh, getting down on this bully thing because it's been been such a problem and you can go the people, if your parents won't listen to you, there are people at school you can go to. Talk with them, see if they'll listen to you. If you have a problem there, get online. Uh, there's help out there. You don't have to take it. There's, uh, there's no reason for allowing people to bully and depress you and put you in that kind of situation. I want to thank you so much, Cliff, for being on the show. My, my oh, guest, thank you, Patricia. I really well, enjoyed it. I'm so glad. Cliff Osbaugh. His book is Josh's Wall, and it's a novel. It's a coming-of-age story about a boy who wakes up in the world of bullies, liars, and strangers, including himself. And how can people find the book, Cliff? Uh, you can go on my uh, webpage at cliffashpaul.com, or you can go straight on amazon.com and uh, look up Josh's Wall or look up Cliff Ashpaw. Uh, you can go to Spout Hill Press and Branding Cam. They're they're my publishers, and you can get the book through them. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for coming on the program. Oh, thank you for having me. Okay. All right. All right. Bye for now. Okay, folks. <laughs> uh, we are going to come back in the next half hour. We'll bring you a second interview. I want to let you all know that one of the new things that I'm doing uh, is I'm offering coaching to my listeners, life coaching, which is really very specific around change and transition in your life. You know, if you're going through that change, it could be new job, new relationship, loss of job, loss of relationship, moving. I help you get from point A to point B. So write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. I have a master's in counseling. I've been interviewing for about 30 years, and I'm taking a very structured program now with the World Coach Institute, so I'm ready to start doing this in the next week or so, and would love to work with you. I'm offering 15-minute complimentary consultations, so do take advantage of that. Just write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com, and this information is on my website as well. And we are going to take our half-hour break, And when we come back, we're going to talk with another author, novelist, Vincent Satcher, and his book is Nowhere Out. So again, you're listening to Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, and we are right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we will be back right after the break. 
And again, if you want a copy of the book of the guest that we just had on, his name is Cliff Osbaugh. His book is Josh's Wall, and you can certainly go to Amazon.com as well. All right, folks, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Patricia Raskin's Positive Living. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.